0: All right, and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do? where we talk about professional standards and ethics violations. Rachel, today we are going to talk about... We are talking
1: about Article 1. It's kind of a catch-all for the Code of Ethics, but we're going to talk about how it applies in this ridiculously insane market where there is zero inventory and a whole lot of buyers looking for houses. All right, that's what we're going to talk about today. So,
0: So. yes, specifically, are you allowed according to the is this going to turn into like a what would you do meets real estate fight club? Yes, because yes, (laughs) are you allowed? Is is the buyer allowed to put multiple offers on or put an offer on multiple properties? And we actually did do a real estate fight club episode on this. I feel like I know the answer. And I don't like the answer, but you so don't like it, right? I are going to fight. you don't like it. Right. We're going to fight about it a little bit. Good.
1: So as a little bit of a reminder, article one says when representing a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other client as an agent, realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the interests of their client. This obligation to the client is primary, but it does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties. Honestly, when serving a buyer, and seller, right? Not fairly though.
0: I think because we posted about this on social media, like, yes. should, do you have a duty to treat all parties fairly? And right. I think people were collapsing fair and ethical together, which right. not collapse. They were also right. collapsing fairness and honesty together. Right,
1: right. And way back when the code of ethics had the word fairly and honestly in it,
0: and they dropped fairly
1: several years ago, many years ago. Um, because when you think about it, how do you how do you make all parties happy, especially in, in this scenario where we've got multiple it's offers? It's not our job to well, make it, all parties it, it, happy. And it's not fair. I mean, everybody wants this house, not everybody can get it. It's not fair. Life isn't fair, you
0: know. But but I thought you said not honestly, Trubus, and that when you were reading. No, I said it. not fairly. Not fairly, fairly, but honestly. Absolutely honestly, yes. So,
1: when serving any of those parties, buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non agency capacity, so even if you're acting as a non agent, you still have to treat all parties honestly. So, your unlicensed admin who's not a realtor still has to treat all parties honestly. Fairly, again, out the way. They can't
0: lie for you. Okay. They can't lie for you. Stop it. I agree with that.
1: So, we're going to talk about how this relates to in the, in, the buyer, in the market that we're in, we all have buyers that were running around like, like crazies looking at houses that come up one at a time as they come on the market. So this came up over the weekend because I was sitting in my kitchen, probably writing an offer or planning out my day of showing houses. And my husband's in my family room. And he's like, he pauses the TV and he goes, hey, can you do that? And I go, well, what are you talking about? He goes, well, can you write multiple offers on multiple properties at the same time? I said, "What are you watching?" (laughs) So then I get all mad, (laughs) and he's watching an HGTV show, which we know our clients watch way too much of, and then treat it as gospel.
0: Right. And I said, "No, you you cannot do that." But that's bullshit, Rachel, because you have it is because you (laughs) have two. Okay, so you have a client, and there's two Mm -hmm. houses that are you know the least worst of all the houses that are available, (laughs) the least worst, (laughs) and they both want the offers by tomorrow at noon and then they're reviewing them. So what do you, I mean, what the hell, man? It's a,
1: st- it's a st- sticky situation, especially in this market where you've got deadlines and all these other things going on. So in theory, you go into contract and every contract has some kind of clause in it somewhere that says you're negotiating in good faith. So you're putting this offer together and you're offering on this property because you want this property, not because you want it until something else comes up. You want this property. So you're writing an offer, you're submitting that offer and saying, I want your property. You're negotiating in good faith. If you start writing offers on multiple properties and throw it all out there and see which one sticks, you inevitably either A, have to be qualified to own all of those homes if all of your offers are accepted, or you, you're, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're not negotiating in good faith. So you're violating the contract.
0: But couldn't you have something, I mean, right, I hear you. And I understand logically, but also in, in this type of market, it also is illogical because it makes it very challenging. Yeah. Because they're getting a bunch of offers that are, I mean, if you, let's say you get 10 offers and they all are like good faith offers, but there's 10 of them. You, you can only choose one. So like, why can't the buyers put in an offer on more than one house and have maybe some type of language. Right. But actually, no, here's what I think. (laughs) No, we're going to change it already. Right. (laughs) No, I mean, I do. I do agree with that, but I think that there's also, I'm trying to think of like, what if, if they could do that, where would the problems lie? Right. Like it would be the wild West, but it already is. Well, it already is. So that's not helpful. So then we'll take that out
1: of the equation, but think about it this way. So if you're the listing agent, right. And you're, you're sitting here with nine offers on a property. Everybody wants to know what can I do to get you to accept my, my offer today, because it's a super adorable hot property. I'm in that right now. If you're the listing agent and you have all these offers, right. And I've, I've written for my client an offer on this property and another property, right. Mm -hmm. I haven't, but I'm for this purpose. I have. (laughs) Okay. They're they looking at these offers on Friday. That listing agent, that seller says, okay, we're going to pick this offer. They've now told all of the other eight people, no, you don't have this house. They've yeah, gone on to looked at something else. But what well, if they don't? On, but, but, but wait, for, 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 for the purposes of this illustration, let's take this all the way through. Okay. So they've now lost eight buyers that have gone on to try to find something else. Right. They've accepted this offer. They call me back and say your client's offer has been accepted. Great. Well, my client just bought something else. So all that work you just did, sifting through those nine offers and deciding whose offer you're going to take, right? Flush it down the toilet and start over because we've moved on. That's not fair.
0: Well, it's not fair for the buyer who you take three days to I don't even know why I'm defending the buyer. I'm usually the listing.
1: No, and it and it does suck because this particular offer that I wrote on this house, we wrote on Tuesday and we're not going to hear back until Friday. That's insane. I think that's that's entirely
0: too long. It's entirely too long. So what if in a world where, no, I'm just kidding, (laughs) but like, okay, so you get the 10 offers as a listing agent and the Mm -hmm. sell. you and the seller go through it and you say, Hey, look, we want to pick this offer. So you call them and say, Hey, look, we're picking your offer. Earnest money can be sent electronically. Right. If you're, if you're set up for that. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, Hello. Welcome to 2022. Get set up for it. Okay.
1: Well, and even, even the ones though, now that are taking electronic earnest money, don't refund it electronically. So now you're still waiting almost two weeks to get that earnest
0: money back when your contract falls through. Okay. That's a whole nother ball. That's another story. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. They say, we'll accept your offer, but we need like, maybe there's a clause in there. That's like, aren't like, it's not, it doesn't go like pending or whatever. You've got like an hour to send the earnest money or whatever and then it's pending.
1: Well, in in theory, I mean, earnest money is a term of the contract, but it does not mean that if you don't get the earnest money, that you're in breach of contract. It's a term of the contract. So there's a a giant misunderstanding out there, at least with, with, with regard to our contracts here, that if somebody goes under contract and then doesn't turn their earnest money in on time, or they're 10 minutes late, or they get it the next morning, whatever it is, that that seller can go ahead and cancel
0: that contract. This is that's like a true. whole nother episode, and that's total b s. But like let's right. So like that piece would have to change. I, right. I mean, you know how I feel about earnest money. It's bullshit. You know it's
1: now I'm dealing with we had an offer on a property, and the, that offer fell through after the inspection because there was just way too much for a first time buyer to take on. Totally support the fact that she wanted to cancel that contract. We're now have to wait 14 days for that earnest money to get refunded. Yeah, And in the meantime, we're trying to go under contract for another property. We're waiting for the return of her earnest money. And she's like, well, I have to pay my rent too.
0: Right. It's a lot. You know,
1: it's right. It's kind of a lot. If you take it electronically, please just freaking turn it back electronically. You're not waiting for a check to clear. It's already, you already got the
0: money. (laughs) Right. But back to the original question, (laughs) is it a violation of the code of ethics for the buyer to make offers on multiple properties?
1: it is a violation of the code of ethics because when you look at it this way,
0: but are you willing if, to take if, the chance? No, <laughs> because I, I
1: a I would not want to, I be know on you're the other not. side of that. right. I would not want to be on the other side of that. If I'm a, if I'm a listing agent and I've just gone through all of this sifting through everything, spending Three hours with my client on a Saturday morning, trying to sift through an offers But you wouldn't and tell. That all out.
0: You wouldn't tell all the other buyers' agents no until you got confirmation from the one that you chose that it's done. You should not do anything until all all signatures and everything is signed. I, I would agree with that. Yes, absolutely. So shame on I you. Agree I agree with that.
1: So, so when you look at it as related to the code of ethics, you're you're promoting, you're pledging yourself to pr- protect and promote the best interests of your client. Yeah. And in the best interest
0: of a buyer client, if three, if they find two houses that they like, and they're both, the offers are due today at noon. It is the best interest to offer on both
1: until you are until they decide that you've negotiated in bad faith because you only wanted one house. You didn't want two houses.
0: Right. And if you get
1: two offers signed back to you at the same time,
0: but that's now you bought be, two,
1: now you've bought two houses. So stop but, doing Can you afford two houses? No,
0: you but can't there be like, um, like, what do you think about writing something in there that is like, Hey, uh, time is of the essence. On this contract, yeah, and the one
1: with nine offers in the super cute, adorable place, yeah, says, yeah, we don't care. We have eight other offers. I know they don't care. Go go fly a kite. Like we're not. I have begged this agent for the last two days. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it's going to take for your seller to sign this contract before Friday. Yeah, she goes. You you are. I have nine offers, and every single one of you has asked the same question. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So we're not alone. Yeah. At this point, at this point, my buyer's like, "Well, can I write a letter?" I'm like. No. If you write it and give it to me, I said, if you write it and give it to me, it may not make it to the seller because the seller may not want the love letter scenario.
0: Right. However, that's, you know, where the life. seller,
1: you know, where the seller lives and she has a mailbox.
0: Okay. Well, Oh, Rachel's going to jail today. Oh, <laughs> I'm <Why> not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I just think that in the best interest, I don't, I understand if what you're can, saying. You can I don't, see this from both sides. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think because it's in that, theory, clear of a violation. I, I suppose,
1: I suppose you, right. And I agree just to a certain extent. So if I, as a buyer's agent wrote three offers on three different properties and my client got one of them right before they're signing off on that one, I'm calling the other two and saying, we rescind our offer. Exactly. That is Here your you only go. way. That's your only way to do that. Right. And And keep yourself out of a pickle. But again, in theory, you're the, the nature of buying a, buying a home and putting an offer in is I want this home.
0: Yeah. Not I want this one or this one or this one. I understand, but it's just not, it doesn't work. And just did you watch watch The Bachelor this season? No, I don't want I don't have a TV. So
1: you know, you can't you can't love three people. You can decide which one you love the most.
0: You can. And then
1: and then then, then see what happens to the other two. (laughs) Sorry.
0: I rescind my love.
1: I love this one. I love this one, but I love this one the most.
0: Oh my god, we need to take a break. I need a water break. Just- I need
1: more than water this week. Come on now.
0: <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, let me um, tell you about a couple of our favorite partners um, that can help you find leads and do what you need to do. So um, our first partner, gosh, I don't know. I love all of our partners. You Which know? one do you love the most?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good question.
0: Okay. Oh, that's a good question. Who do I love the most? Well, all right. I love my coach, John Kitchens, the most. There you go. Yes. Um, And I love them the most because I make the most money as a result of our (laughs) working together. (laughs) And whoever tells you that money does not buy happiness is wrong. (laughs) It can. Um, so I know that most of us are, you know, maybe if you're not like where you want to be and you know, you need a coach, you're just not sure which coach to pick, or you've maybe never had one or whatever, right. Or you had a bad one. Um, Monica and I are paying for your first 60 days of coaching with John. So you can experience, um, his style and see if it fits for you. So all you have to do is go to trial.coachcode.com and they'll, um, have have like where you can enter a promo code or whatever, enter fight club, and then you'll get those free 60 days. So now I have to pick who do I love the second? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I think I'm going to pick my VA because she, I mean, she saves me so much time. So she does all the crap that I'm not good at and don't like to do. And so I can stay on the phones generating leads. Um, And so if you go to, we use Cyberbacker. If you go to cyberbacker.com and you sign up, they'll have a promo code too called Fight Club and you'll get a free gift. All right, well. Excellent. Look, I think that- This is a sticky one. It really is. I think it should- I think that just because a rule has been the rule for a long time does not make it right. And I think that, well, first of all, you know, I don't like rules anyway.
1: You don't like rules. And if
0: I'm, if I need to work in the best interest of my client and my client is the buyer, I think that I am violating it by not submitting multiple offers.
1: Okay. That's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think when you if you go that route, Again, if, as soon as one is, as soon as an offer is accepted and you've got that in your hot hands, the first thing you need to do is rescind any other offer you've put out there, like effective, like five minutes ago, right? because that is the only, that is the only way you're going to keep yourself out of a pickle. You know, I guess I look at it also from a standpoint of the reputation within the industry. So if I'm an agent that routinely goes and writes, you know, three offers for each buyer, that's going to get around, and I wonder if that would have ultimately have an effect on whether or not you yeah. know an agent, listing agent, talking to their seller and counseling them through a multiple offer would come back and bite you in the you know what? Yeah. So y- right. you really have to walk a very fine line with this one if you're going to, you know,
0: and welcome to you off this day. way,
1: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There are better, there are good ways to handle things, and there are not great ways to handle things. And this is one of those where you really have to make sure you're handling it really, really carefully.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Rachel, if people have a referral for you um, or they have questions for you, referral, you're in Chicago. What is the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630 542 8688 or at rreal at dealwithreal.com. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Jen.